five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome into season 45 of The Clingers Have Spoken. I'm Joel. That's my brother Michael over there. And we just watched the first episode of season 45 of Survivor. Michael, how are you feeling tonight? Well, you know, inside me, there's there's like two me's. There's Michael and there's Clinger. Now, Michael, he's a quiet guy. He's really into you know, fantasy football and Survivor. And then there's Klinger, and he's like a crazy guy inside me. And so somewhere in there, I am actually a well-rounded person that enjoyed this episode. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's Survivor's back, baby. Let's do this thing. Yeah. David is here, you know? David is here. Michael David Klinger bringing the full presence. What an episode. 90 minutes. The first 90-minute episode of the season. It will be a long, long time for that. And how, Michael, you've been begging for this for like a long time, right? 90 minutes at least. You you would even say like two hours. Let's let's kick it up. 90 minutes. How'd it feel? 90 minutes is the perfect amount of time where it doesn't drag. Like it did not drag tonight. But you saw exactly like you saw three different options for people that might be going home at tribal council. And then Uh when the surprising person went home, you still had enough of that storyline to get why now we might never do such a thing. Uh, and it was still shocking and like, what, wait, what's happening. But they had done enough before that you, you expected Hannah to go home it was very weird though. Like that whole situation, like when Brandon, like in the I first mean, challenge, I'm like, Brandon's going home for sure. And then Emily's annoying everyone in the camp. And I'm like, actually Brandon might stay and Emily's going home, which I think was what was going to happen. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden Hannah's like, I'm out of here. And it's like, what? Like literally no one what? else there wants her to go home. Right. Yes, like literally, the thing is, like, they were all three incredible options for voting out. You know, like, if you're if you're anybody else other than those three, you got to feel like super safe right now. Like Sean, Caleb, uh, Sabaya, like they've got to feel just freaking on cloud nine, kind of. I mean, they're gonna lose a lot of challenges, but they're not going home for at least two or tribals like those like because brandon i mean let's just take a a second and talk about brandon real fast maybe like the worst start to survivor history honestly like maybe like for a second i and i I know it's hard and i probably look the same way but for a second i kind of thought that i was watching uh netflix's the mole you know i thought i was watching someone like tank their team for money um because it's just like that like not getting up the ladder it's like did he hit his head like i was just i was just concerned and confused that he lost so much energy from paddling you know what i mean because he looked fine getting out there 
Yeah, Brandon was a mess out there. Like an absolute liability for his tribe. It was honestly embarrassing. I'm like, you've been watching this show since you were 11 years old. You should have gotten up off the couch just once and learned how to climb a ladder. I mean, he looked like nine-year-old me in the high ropes course out at Happy Happy Boys Valley Ranch or whatever out in Ashland City, man. That was, that was dreadful. I mean, it's shocking to me, like people that, watched the show their whole life he had prepared for the swimming part but he had never fathomed that maybe he would have to climb a ladder yeah craziness it's really difficult because like you know if he had a panic attack which that's kind of what that's what hannah called it and i mean she was there and she's a therapist so like maybe she knows but like that's like the worst timed panic attack of all time like man that's that is a that is brutal if if you're like because panic attacks look different and i get that but and i was a little concerned for him medically because he just kind of collapsed out there like what was he drinking beforehand like what did i'm surely they gave him like water they gave him water before they go out there like what what was going on like i i don't know that i'm just i'm just trying to like make it make it justified in my mind because I would like to think that if I went out there, I wouldn't do that. But I may just do exactly what Brandon did. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my understanding of panic attacks is that they normally come at times that are inconvenient. Correct. Times yes. when you might be panicking. True. And so, uh, you know, that the biggest thing about it was Sean, like, Brandon tried to go up, was going to go up the ladder first, and he, like, couldn't get, couldn't do it. And Sean just was like, okay, man, see you at the top, and just took off. Like, he didn't... <laughs> no, well, well. so Brandon was like, dude, go. Like, Brandon told him to go, and Sean was just like, me? Okay, and just did it in, like, two seconds. Like, like but, but why would you leave? Like, he obviously needs your help. No matter what he's saying in that moment, the dude can't even, like, get his weight on the first step. Like, he couldn't even get on the first step. Yeah. What makes you think it's going to get better when you leave? That was just honestly just not not good teamwork by Sean. I wasn't really impressed by Sean this episode. The dude is crying when Hannah goes home. Like, what's your deal, Sean? What are you doing out here? You leave Brandon on the ladder. You're crying <laughs> when Hannah goes home. It seemed at, like at the very beginning of the episode, he was getting more shine. And then, like, they weren't even acknowledging he was on the tribe for a portion yeah. of like the back half of the episodes. Like he's going to tribal and no one knew. I didn't even know Sean and Hannah were close. They didn't show that, but he's all torn up about her going home. Say what you will about Sean, but he is clearly top three in this tribe. Like he, he is, he is clearly at least number three in this tribe. So it's like, I mean, are we going to have another Tika where we're just like, annihilating this one tribe and then there's going to be two strong players left like maybe because like these these guys are awful like half of them like you could even tell when they got when they got to tribal and they were talking about hannah like possibly saying like oh i i kind of want to go home and jeff was like is this what everybody wants you could see caleb and Sabaya just look at each other and be like, no, this is not what we want. But I guess we'll say that. <laughs> like, 
like, because they still would have probably would have been like, hey, look, I mean, I guess it's fine because then we could just come back and vote Emily out. But also, we'd probably be fine if Hannah just quit and we still voted Emily out. Like, like, that's just crazy to me. Like, this tribe is terrible. Like, terrible. Like, horrible. Like, not all of them. Just when half of your tribe sucks, half of your tribe sucks. Like, that's a big part, you know? Yeah, this this might be the worst tribe of all time. <laughs> like, there's, like, they might be a full Matt Singh. We might be seeing the full mm-hmm. Matt Singh here. Like, yeah. I, at this point, I would say Caleb and Sabai are going to be the last two people on this tribe, and there's going to be a swap or a merge. Yeah. Like, that's what's going to happen, because... This tribe is an absolute mess. They they didn't even lose their worst challenge player. They didn't lose their most annoying person. The most middle person on the tribe just mm-hmm. left. Which so, is typically like the safest one. Yeah, so it just doesn't... <laughs> it's it's going to get worse before it gets better for this tribe. What were the... Like, who put this tribe together? Like, who put this tribe together? Like, Who, who put the red tribe together? And was like, yeah, I think the red and the yellow tribe, they're they look they look similar. <laughs> like, what what are we doing? What are we doing? They like the red tribe has Sifu, Austin, and Drew, all like bigger athletic guys. Drew? Hey, he's tall, lanky, he seems capable, you know? He's not super athletic. But Austin and Sifu, those guys are plenty athletic, you know? And their women didn't seem like bad either. But, like, you look at the Yellow Tribe, it's like, Hannah is not, like, an all-star. Like, she was, but she was, like, the fourth strongest competitor on the tribe, at least. At least fourth. Like, maybe better. Like, like, what are we doing here? Like, when they walked out, I was like, wow, Red Tribe and then Yellow Tribe right next to him. Like, how did, producers, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, it's like when you're at a church camp and uh, whoever made the teams like doesn't actually know the <laughs> campers at all. You know, it's like whose idea was this? Did you just do like by grade? Like, mm-hmm. okay, this team needs a tenth grader. This team needs a ninth grader. This need, team needs an eighth grader. I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And uh, Caleb and Sabai are probably going to be in an advantageous position going into the merge because of this situation, but it's it's not it's not going to be pretty for them to get there. And Emily is one of the most. I mean, I, I don't want to say she's one of the most annoying Survivor players of, <laughs> in recent memory, um, but the she's, way that she immediately like her whole vibe is like. I'm poking holes in everyone. I'm trying to blow up everyone's spot mm-hmm. constantly. And like, it's one thing if you do that at first, but like, that's her whole thing. That's her whole vibe. Which is, that's a bit, it's just not something that's going to fly. And like, just a lack of self-awareness to like, go after Caleb and Sabai, like, even if you personally think they got an advantage or something at the thing, like, 
I don't know. Maybe like get to know everybody on your tribe before you immediately tell everyone else, yeah. oh, they got an advantage there. They got an advantage there. Like if someone says that to you, maybe be like, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But don't, huh. yeah, yeah, she, it's, like I said, it's going to get worse before it gets better because Brandon, I'm, he can't, he can't do a challenge. It seems, you yeah. know, he's, there's like he's a guy who's a liability in a challenge. And then there's Brandon who's already physically disadvantaged. But uh-huh. Madeline said it best. Like he, like he's not a resilient person. Like mm. when something went wrong, he just kind of wallowed in it. He wasn't like, it's it's okay to be bad in challenges if you're like, I fall down, I get back up. He was acting as if he had been knocked unconscious yeah. when he fell from the wall. And I'm sure I'm sure he took a hit, and I'm sure it was hard, but if, he, if you've been wanting to be on Survivor since you were 11 years old, the adrenaline should be enough to carry you through that. Like get you back on your feet and get you back up on the wall at least. Like it it was bad. I I, I would expect them to lose the next three immunity challenges. Yeah, it's just Brandon, man, like and again, I don't wanna like kick him while he's down or anything, you know? Like I'm sure he's a nice guy. But the conversation that him and Hannah, that was her name, right? Hannah were having, like and he like she said i think i'm gonna go home i think i'm done and he was like no if you go like i'm going and it's like it was hannah the only person that was like keeping him here because hannah was not resilient either in in that arguably less so um and uh i think like for for brandon i i feel bad for the guy and I mean, I feel like Survivor is just a thing that some people just aren't cut out for. Like some people just, they just don't have the Survivor dog in them. And that's fine. And that's fine. But you just, you're just not going to be good at Survivor. You know, like you're just not going to be good at Survivor. You're going to go home. Uh, you may cause your team to lose challenges. Um, and people might not like you as a Survivor fan. And I, I guess that's part of the risk that you, you can take when you get on Survivor. Um, I would like to shift and talk about Hannah for a second. The, the actual person that was voted out, not really voted out, just quit, just quit. And it was the calmest I've ever seen Jeff when someone quit. And I don't know why. Yeah. I, I thought like, I thought he was gonna be like, you know, I don't snuff uh, quitters torches. Yeah. Cause he's done that before. And she did quit. They didn't even want to vote her out. Like, no. literally, f- five out of six people, so the other five people on the tribe, did not want to vote her out. Yeah. And she just straight up said, she said, I don't even have to be voted out tonight to leave in my mind. Yeah. And and Jeff is like, wait, you mean are you're quitting? She's like, I don't know how to be more forthright about it. It's like, well, say that you're quit. Say that you're quitting. You're a quitter. That's the that yeah, you you are a quitter because you want to smoke. I yeah. think that that's the like if she wasn't a smoker, I think that she probably would have been fine, but like she was like I need nicotine. And like there's been a lot of smokers throughout the years who have really struggled. Uh to like Shane, Survivor Panama, you know, he really really struggled because 
he was smoking a pack a day until he got to Survivor. <laughs> he yeah. just tried to quit cold turkey. You know, so I don't know if I don't know if they do nicotine patches, if they'll do nicotine patches for him or what. I would assume they wouldn't. Uh, because yeah. it's not like a thing that's like you medically need. Right. Like, is it a medication? You know, like, yeah, that's so crazy. Like, because she said nicotine like once or twice. And I was like, wow, okay. I, that is an interesting thought. Like, maybe you need to like go to rehab or something before you, or like wean yourself off of it. And that takes time, you know? Like, if, you know, if you're addicted to something like that, that takes time. Um, can I just say, though, that as a therap as a future therapist, I love that Hannah quit because I love that it lowers expectations for therapists in the real world because we're still human. And I, I am so glad that I don't have to go through another season of Survivor and talk about, oh, what was that blonde girl from a few seasons ago? Tori. Who was I don't I don't have to go through this season and talk about Tori and I don't have the judge ever being a therapist. Like Hannah's probably a fine therapist when she has like a couch that she can sit on and when when she's like, you know, has a smoke break and you know, and she gets like eight hours of sleep at night. I'm sure she's a fantastic therapist. But like we're still freaking human, you know? And like we don't have to have this conversation about like, ooh, I wouldn't want to go see that therapist. Like like I don't yeah. know. I so, you know, I, I think I would have some questions, and I I would think maybe this person shouldn't be my therapist. If I walked, I like just showed up to my appointment early, and I was sitting in my car, and I saw them just standing out outside the building smoking. I'd be like, hmm, I don't know. I don't, maybe they're not the therapist for me. You know, some people probably wouldn't care. I feel like if you're a therapist who smokes, you probably need to be like an anti-hero in some um, like HBO drama or something what? like that. You know, what? like you need to be, you need to be like some therapist who's you know going through a lot of stuff or something. What and, or something like if you're going to be a therapist who smokes, but maybe that's just maybe that's my own personal preferences and biases. Uh, maybe have you seen shrinking on apple tv yes is J jason siegel is freaking messed up and like he's he's also pretty messed I thought up you in didn't his therapy even have apple tv i watched the first two episodes i was at a friend's house and i watched the first two episodes but um i, I just, don't remember him smoking in it but that's not to say he wasn't smoking no but he was he was becoming very drunk and also doing things that therapists would lose their license for. Yeah, but this isn't um, a shrinking podcast. This is a survivor podcast. Sure, so. sure. But my point is, my point is, therapists are imperfect. And I I went on a date like a year ago. And wow. uh, she- Making I moves. On, I went on a hinge date a year ago. And she was like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm in grad school to be a therapist right now. And she was like, oh, wow. So you must have your life together. And I was like- I mean, kinda, like a little, <laughs> but like, we're still like people, you know, I don't walk around psychoanalyzing everyone. I can't even psychoanalyze myself. Like I'm still a human being, you know, and I love, I love seeing a therapist go on national TV and make an absolute fool of herself by playing Survivor and doing something difficult and looking just absolutely bad on television. And I think that's okay, you know? 
I mean, isn't like being a therapist like the epitome of do as I say, not as I do? Exactly. You know? Yes. It's like I'm good at giving advice, not at taking the advice. And not even like giving advice. That's not really what I think a therapist should do. Anyway, that's a conversation for another another podcast. Um all right. That's what a life coach does. That's what a life coach does. Yes. And they're not If anyone wants me to be their life coach, let me know. Uh $1,000 an hour. <laughs> um that's Hannah. All right, let's talk about you touched on her earlier. Emily is all bad vibes. Like I have never turned on Survivor and been more instantly turned off by a player than Emily. Like I I don't think I think this is just like this is the villain that I think everyone can agree is just a flat villain on this on this season. And I don't think she's going to go far. So I don't think she's a good villain either. Yeah, I think villain is is giving her too much credit. I think she's more of just a um you know, she's just she's just probably just a, a person that doesn't know how to get along with other people. Which blows my mind that she made it on the show. Like, you know how many people apply for Survivor and don't well, get it? You know, it's like American Idol. You know, American Idol, they let the people get on TV who are really good or really bad. I think Survivor's a lot of the same way. And they've changed their casting a lot throughout the years. I mean, they used to they used to cast people intentionally because they were like, this person is not going to get along with everybody. Yeah. And I think like you're a great survivor character when you think you can get along with anybody, but you can't get along with anybody. Yeah. That's a great survivor character. So I think that they probably knew exactly or what they were doing or, you know, she was coming off as if she was super confident, but like the people in casting probably didn't like her. <laughs> they liked her for a TV character, but not for a person. You know, but she thinks that they're getting along great. So I, uh, yeah, Emily, Emily's not long for this show. Brandon, we, we might look up and Brandon is like sitting there with Caleb and Sabai. Like (laughs) that, I would not be surprised if that's what, what we end up with on that. Yeah. 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 If he can, if he could turn it around, if he can be like a little resilient. You know, because it felt like for a minute he was kind of quitting there too, but he did not do that. So we'll see if he sticks around. Well, Jeff has the, I'm sure Jeff has the narrative ready. He was ready to go home on day one. He had a panic (laughs) attack during the first challenge. And look at him now. He's coming in last place in the final five immunity (laughs) challenge. Wow, what a story. He got up off the couch just to come in last place in every single immunity challenge. It's just, it's, it's just, man, it's so true. And it's so sad. And even like Jeff was like, come on, Brandon, dig deep, get up the wall and get up there. And like, I was a little worried for Brandon, honestly, when he fell on, on the wall and just laid there for a second, I was like, is medical about to come out again for this guy? Like, oh my gosh. He was just like, he was literally laying there and he hadn't moved at all. And I mean, you know, in, in real time, he might've laid there for 10 seconds without getting up, but in real time, it looked like he fell 
uh-huh. laid there for two seconds motionless, and Jeff <laughs> said, come on, Brandon, get up. <laughs> I mean, he, pro- oh, he probably laid there for like 30 seconds in like, real time. It reminded me so much of just like watching a football game, and then a dude gets hit in the head, and he just lays there, and everybody's like, oh my God, like, is this man okay? And then he just gets up on the wall. He did it. He got up and he did it. But I just like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that he was just laying there motionless and just cuts to Jeff. Get up, Brandon. Get up. That was, that just freaking threw me, man. I, I like, mean, I, I didn't know what to believe. That's the benefit of, you know, making your kids like play soccer when they're six and seven because they, are in an environment where they're probably going to fall. Hey, get back up. That's what you got to do when you get back up. You, when you when you fail, you just got to keep it moving, man. Yeah. Don't just sit lay there wallowing like is this your dream or not? Yeah. Like have you wanted to be on this show since you were 11 like you were saying or not? Dude, the crying when he arrived on the boat was a lot. Uh, that was a lot for me. And I'm I'm a sensitive, emotional guy. I understand sometimes when you're moved, your eyes well up with tears. This dude is straight up bawling. Yeah. And then he pulls it together and then Jeff asks him about it and he starts crying again. And hey. like I'm not saying that this is like a man a, a toxic masculinity thing. It would be the same if it was a woman. Nothing has happened on this show yet. Yeah. Like keep it keep it together for like you know the first 5 minutes you're there maybe. I mean yeah, like maybe it, maybe it just meant so much to him though that his brain was like overloaded with joy in that moment. And it was so overloaded with adrenaline and joy in that moment. He got in the water, he paddled, and then everything was just like, "Oh, this is more energy than we've used ever and just shut down. Like, like just stop working. Like, cause yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that is a big moment and like, we're, we're pretty big survivor fans. You're a bigger survivor fan than I am. But like, if I got on there there would definitely be emotions. Like I would definitely, I, I may cry like the first day now getting off the boat and not being able to speak. That's not me, but like maybe that he just cares that much more about survivor than I do. Um, I think well see in my in my in my thinking I would be like in game mode like immediately like I don't think I would take that moment to like oh wow this is amazing I've wanted to be here for years like I think I would have that moment like later in private like if we won a challenge or something like that like that's when I like when people historically get emotional on Survivor. It's like, oh my goodness, I won an individual immunity challenge. That's yeah. crazy. Like, if, but if, like if, the the dude knew he got casted on the show for weeks. Yeah, he had that. He had all that time to process it. Um, and I guess he didn't didn't process it too much. I mean, I yeah. I would think like from the second I got in the boat with the rest of my tribe or from like the quarantine that they make you do before, 
I'd be in game mode, like looking around, trying to scope out my competition. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe not, maybe not. I've never been in that situation. Don't plan to be, um, you know, I've got, I've got too much going on here to even apply for survivor, but, um, yeah, good yeah. for him. He, he made it on, he won't last long, but gl- glad that he made it on survivor. Yeah. That's the yellow tribe. Do we, I mean, I love Caleb, Caleb. I hope, I hope things go well for Caleb and, and, uh, I keep forgetting her name. Um, Sabai. Sabaya. Yeah. Like I, I like I. I hope the best for them. Like I, I like both of those people. Caleb seems like a player that seems very charismatic and capable athletically, and like, I think he's gonna do well. Um, but yeah, we saw a lot of the Yellow Tribe, and I really hope Emily goes because I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of watching her. Honestly, she's a lot. <laughs> she's a lot. Um, anything else in the Yellow Tribe? Just uh, just generally on this season, the tribe names are really easy to remember. So you've got yellow, Lulu, Lulu Lemon. Lemons are oh. yellow. You've got Reba, Reba McIntyre, red His hair, hair is red. red tribe. Yeah. And below sounds like blue, and they're the blue tribe. Oh, wow. I didn't put those together. So this is going to be the easiest season to podcast in quite some time. <laughs> so do you want to you want to call it Lulu, Reba, and Bello? Yeah, isn't that can, what it is? That is what it is. But yeah, I was just. I mean, we can we can call it whatever. Um, um but yeah, it's yeah. easy to remember this season. Uh, that's Yellow Tribe. Let's just do like a quick rundown of what we saw from the other people, and then we'll make our picks for the ending of the season. Does that sound good? Yeah. So Let's here's my my rundown. Um, this is a theory I shared with Madeline. Bruce uh, is under the impression that he is back on this season because he is a beloved character that America <laughs> loves, uh-huh. and that um, you know he that he's back on the show to show his personality. Like, if you watch next time on Survivor, it's a lot of Bruce acting silly. He thinks, America loves me. They brought me back on this show, and I need to really lean into my personality and my stardom here. He referred to himself as a famous person. Um, But really, none of us, none of us care about Bruce. We don't know Bruce. Bruce was on the show for about five minutes last season, and so we don't really know Bruce, but he's under the impression that we all already love him. So he's acting an absolute fool already. And the fact is, we don't even know Bruce. We're mm-hmm. not tied to him in any ways. And so uh, I'm not really thrilled that Bruce is back on the show. I I think that that was a total, that was like a Jeff, like in the moment thing. He was like, I like Bruce. I feel bad for Bruce. Bruce come back anytime. And then like six months went by and Jeff was like, Oh crap. And the production was like, Oh crap. Jeff told Bruce he could come back. So he has to be on the next season. Let's just get this over with. Yeah. Honestly, can I be honest for a second? I like Bruce. I like Bruce. I do. I like him as a character. I like him. He's physically capable. He is not, uh, completely thorough in his gameplay and uh 
He he is who he is. He's trying to put on a persona, and it's fine with me. I like Bruce. I think he seems like a he seems like a guy that would be fun to have a beer with. Honestly, he's got uh, Russell vibes. Russell from Philippines yeah. slash um, the other season. He, yeah, wait. second chances or whatever. Like no, not second, but like medevac season. That one. No, that w- that was Philippines. Oh, okay. Was he on? Was he on Samoa and then he, he was, was on, on Philippines? Yes, yes. Because there was two Russells. There on were Samoa. two Russells. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he he's giving me those vibes of like, okay, but like he's you know he's doing like the dad stuff around camp and thinking he's in charge and it's also like why are you a returning player on this show? We didn't ask for this, but happy for him, I guess. Yeah. Um, On his tribe, there is a very interesting group of women that have seemed to have joined up. We didn't see a lot of other gamemanship from the other tribes. We did see that threesome kind of team up. And we also see them uh, talk about Jake and how he's a lawyer. And I thought it was hilarious because Katura, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm so sorry if I'm not. Katura was like, I am more of a lawyer than this guy is. And I'm not going to tell anybody for that exact reason. And I thought that was amazing that they put two lawyers on the same tribe. One of them says he's a lawyer and the other one says, I'm not a lawyer. And and it's it's working. I think that's hilarious. Yes. And I I don't think it's a big deal that you're a lawyer. I think a lot of attorneys think it's a big deal that they're attorneys. And it's like, no, that's a job like. Uh-huh. It wasn't going to make me treat you differently in Survivor, but I guess she was right because, you know, it's, it's kind of, she, they were coming for him, you know? Yeah. He's a smarmy attorney guy from, from Massachusetts. Who's literally, a, he seems like just a guy. <laughs> like, he like, seems like a nice she guy. Said, she said, he was like, I, I think he's fine. I don't think he's that sketchy. <laughs> oh, yeah, district attorney. Uh, I just do, I do a lot of different things around town and, uh, yeah. Doing the prosecutions and and that type of thing, you know, Boston, Mass. Yeah, I like that was yeah. a terrible accent. And I love that she was like, "Wow, that's so interesting." <laughs> just, I can't imagine being him and like watching that back or like finding out that she's actually like a lawyer, and then and then thinking back, "Wow, wow, she played me so freaking hard." I thought, "Wow, I have such wow." Um, she was playing that like she had never even watched a show law and order like she she's like oh like so what is that like like what do you do i don't know many attorneys i'm like if you're telling everyone that you're a non-profit office manager or whatever it is you probably do know know a little at least one attorney yeah i would think maybe probably multiple yeah but whatever depending on the size of the non-profit um, the Red Tribe, Sifu. How do we feel about Sifu trying to spy on his own on his own group? Also, very interesting character as well. Yeah, when he said, "I'm playing as if it's my second time," I was kind of out. <laughs> I love him as a character, but as a contender, I was like, "That doesn't even make sense. You can't." You literally can't because you don't have that experience 
Um, and then he just went and uh, just outed himself immediately as <laughs> someone who's going to be looking for idols and yeah, build, building a a spy shack. Like, what are you, what are you doing, man? What like, are you doing? He's a fun character. I, I'm excited for him to stick around. I don't. I think they'll win a lot of immunity challenges. So, I think he'll be at the merge. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, also, shout out Julie, Brentwood, Tennessee, a state attorney. Let's go, Julie. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, which Drew, one is which one is Julie? The like middle-aged white mom on the Red Tribe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay she at had home the, mom. She had the Tennessee state symbol on her hat. That's how I knew. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, I that's my alma mater, baby. Go Tigers! What? Go Tigers! Go Tigers! TSU? Uh, no, no, it was not Tennessee State. It was like the state flag symbol. No. Oh. She no. did not go to Tennessee State. She didn't rep she didn't rep TSU? No. no. Um Drew is interesting. Drew is very cocky. I don't like Drew. I think he'll I think he'll be kicked out around merge time. Um he's like I'm the smartest person here and I'm not bragging. That's just that's just factually true or he said yeah. I'm the, he actually didn't sound the smartest person here. That might be accurate. He said he's one of the smartest people to ever be on the show. There's at least one person from an Ivy League school on every single season. Yeah. You're not one of the smartest ever people to play this game. Chill. Yeah. Go have an argument with Christian Hubicki. Put it on YouTube, and then we'll be the judge. Okay. Um, so that pretty much rounds out the people that we saw throughout the throughout the episode. Um, are we ready to, to do our picks now? Let's make our picks, all right? Um, biggest loser. Now, this is like this is like the person that we think is not going to make the merge, and we probably have the same answer. And mine, it has to be Emily. Like, if she doesn't make, if she makes the merge, this season got a lot less attractive to me. Just like a lot less. Like, I want to watch this season. You know, like I can't, I can't, I can't deal with Emily, man. She's got to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I if I had to choose someone else, I don't think we'll make the merge. I would say Brandon, but honestly, Sean. I don't think Sean's going to make the merge either. But really, no. Why? Like, well, like I said, only two people from that tribe are going to make the merge, and that's yeah. already it's it's already clear who that's going to be. Do you think? Would you rather? Do you think Brandon's going to make the merge or Sean? I mean, yeah. Which one? Which one do you think is gonna get voted uh, out first? Probably Brandon. Yeah. But I I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon clicks better with the other two, and they think we'll ju- we'll just get we'll just rid of Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. We'll um, just go the full Matt saying, and we'll just drop Brandon. Yeah. And then, uh, all right. Tell me your final three. We want to do final three. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go? You can go. Okay. So, I think, I think Caleb does make the final three. I think that is a thing that happens. Um, I also think that Katura Katura makes the final three as well. And then, I'm gonna go with, uh. Brando, the uh, the skinny guy on the Blue Tribe, 
I like okay. him. He's he's interesting to me. Um, I don't know. I like him. I that's not. I feel least confident about that one. But I'm just picking that guy because I think I think he's chill. I think he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. I'm with it. All right, Michael. Who are your final three? Um, I'm going uh the the two, um, Lulus that will be left at the merge. So that's Caleb and, oh, uh, what's her name? We've been saying it all. I forgot it. Sabaya. Sabaya, yeah. And also, um, I'm going to go with, I'll go Katura also. Let's go. That's what, I, I don't remember a lot of people. I probably I probably remember half the people. So so it you okay? You said Caleb, Sabaya, and Katura. Would that be like the first ever all black final three, all African American final three? Uh, I can't remember another one because I mean we I mean we've had tons of like white final threes, but not off the top of my head. I can't remember, but yeah. That would be sick. That would definitely be a storyline. Um, and yeah, out of those That's- three, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Brando is my winner. And Michael, who do you think? Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Katura. Why not? Let's go. Let's go. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's gonna be a great season. Have a good one, guys.